this world that's filled with so much noise and information, how do we really stand out and be who we were really meant to be? In this podcast, we focus on injecting you with positivity, optimism, and strategies all centered around helping you be who you were always meant to be in business and life. Be inspired to show up in your own skin to learn strategies, habits, and skills from others as we share our own life journeys and stories. There's no other you, and you know yourself better than anyone else. So be prepared to take away habitual tidbits, tactics that will encourage you to pursue and live your life, not the one others want you to live. Welcome to Stand Out Be You, where you don't have to be perfect, you just have to be you. Welcome, welcome. Tequila Dotted here, your host of Stand Out Be You. You are listening to another episode where I bring to you the stories of solopreneurs and small business owners. I'm super excited to be here with you today because we have another solopreneur. As you know, Stand Out Be You is about capturing the story of you, and I have here with us today Patty Kay. Patty helps business owners define what they do and how to share what they do with others. If you are challenged with describing what you do, how you service, and how to clarify your message, you're going to want to spend time with us today. Okay, so Patty shares with us how she learned how to better describe what she does and what she actually offers to individuals by sharing more with others. So the more you put yourself out there, the better your message becomes. Imagine that. Before we take a listen, have you joined the Standout BU community where all of our Standout BU guests are collaborating and helping others with their business? I'm in there too. Go to tequiladotter.com forward slash community to join us. Okay, Patty, welcome to Standout BU. Tell us more about you and what you do. Hey, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Tequila. I'm so excited to be here. I'm Patty K, just the letter K, and I'm currently residing in Vancouver, BC, Canada, and I work as a marketing coach and consultant and writer, and basically I help awesome business people who are making a difference in the world really talk about what they do in a way that their potential clients can understand it so that they you know, will buy from them so they can stay in business and make the world a better place. And how did you go about getting started doing the messaging and helping individuals stand out by way of words? Because words are very important. Words, they're the essence of marketing. And you know, they're often overlooked. And that's something that I've been noticing with people. I've, um, I've been in this business for about seven years now. And I started off running mastermind groups and coaching individuals on marketing and how to do marketing plans and how to market their businesses and what they needed to do, how to have sales conversations. And what I noticed that people really struggled with the the most was what exactly do they say? You know, I had a person the other day just tell me, she said, you know what, I've been in business for eight years and I hate it when people ask me what I do because I have trouble answering it. I've talked to people who would avoid going to networking events because they know they have to stand up and introduce themselves and they don't know what to say or they feel uncomfortable following up with with a potential client because they don't know what to say or they don't want to have a sales conversation with somebody because they don't know what to say. And it can be really, really difficult 
for us to describe what we do in a way that clients get, because I often say that we can't read the label on our own jar. We are so immersed in the work that we do. We understand it so well. We live it, we breathe it. We don't notice when we use jargon. And to try to take that perspective and explain that to somebody that doesn't know anything about what we do is challenging. It's really, really difficult. And I found that, that that was the feedback I was getting from my clients, that that was the thing I was most helpful with. They're like, oh, wow, Patty, you can take my blah, 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 and turn it into one sentence. That seems to be my thing. So that's how the words part of it came about is I didn't necessarily start there, but this is one of the things that we do in business. It's something I tell my clients all the time is we learn about what we do by working with people and we get that feedback from people and we find out what we need and we make adjustments and where we start with our business isn't always where we end up. As we get experience, as we learn more things, as we work with clients, we start to see, wow, where is this sweet spot that I fit in to this whole world? Absolutely. And we kind of talked about that a little bit before. The more you put yourself out there, the more you learn about yourself and the more you learn about your ideal client and then the more you're able to envelop your skills and really get better at what you can provide as far as solutions to people who really need your help. You know, that's great. So you said you didn't start in with word or messaging or brand messaging before you were somewhere else. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, it depends on how far back you want to go in time. (laughs) But for this particular business, I started it with the idea of having mastermind groups, of bringing people together to support each other in business. Because at the time, I mean, this is a classic example of creating a service that I needed, is I was feeling lonely and isolated, you know, working from the spare bedroom in my home by myself for myself. As much as I'm an introvert and I love to be alone and you know there's a lot of really good things to be said for working from home by yourself, I found myself feeling isolated. So I was like, okay, I need a mastermind group. And it's like, I don't know anybody to have for a mastermind group. So I'm like, okay, I'll offer that as a service. I'll have a mastermind group and people can pay me to be part of it. I'll you know see if that works. And I started convening mastermind groups and we would meet every week and we would talk about what we're going to do and celebrate our success and then bring up challenges and the group would brainstorm it. And what I discovered with running the mastermind groups is that people really were A, looking to me as the leader. They didn't see me as a peer. They saw me as somebody that was leading the group and had knowledge. So first of all, that was a surprise. I didn't realize that would happen. But so they saw me as a leader and what they wanted to know was marketing. They wanted to know how to put themselves out there. They wanted to know what they put on their website. They wanted to know how social media worked. They wanted to know how to introduce themselves at networking events. And I would say things that I thought, you know, label on own jar, say things I thought everybody knew, like about the idea of having an ideal client profile and that you had to talk about the benefits of your service, not just the features. And so I was explaining this stuff and I would look at their faces and they'd be like, wow, I had no idea. And that's what they were wanting. So from there, I started teaching a lot of classes on marketing and I would run workshops. And that was, that's basically how I filled my practice is by running 
low cost workshops. I, sometimes I did them for free, sometimes 20 bucks and just teaching marketing. And I just taught all kinds of stuff about marketing. And that's what people wanted to know. My business kind of took off from there. They wanted, they wanted the one-to-one -one support. They wanted me to help them with stuff. They wanted me to build websites for them. They wanted me to write that content for them. It shifted and adjusted as it went along. But really, I was open and receptive. What are people looking yeah. for? How can I help them? And like, it was really like, that's where my heart is. I'm like, wow, you guys are wonderful people. You're doing these amazing things. How can I support you? How can I help you? How can I help you get that out into the world? Yeah, that's awesome, Patty. That's what happens to a lot of individuals who are just starting out. You don't really have that one thing. You're doing a lot of things, but as long as you have that center focus of helping people, then that's when you know that you're on the right path. As long as you are extending yourself in different directions to help people with what they need help in, then you can kind of pull everything back together and maybe a year later focus on that one thing, which brings us back to the brand messaging. You know, it's so important because sometimes when you go to websites, speaking of that, you can go to one person's website and it's like the words are coming off the page at you like and you're just reading it and then you can go to another website and it's like okay this is a great brochure or business card that's online how would someone go about starting and making sure that their website is alive and the words are speaking to them the whole key with all of it the big secret is to use the words that your clients actually say. We have a tendency when we're thinking about our marketing materials to go inside our own heads and we go, well, I think my clients are thinking this and I think my clients would ask for that. And we come up with our own language around our services and we think that they will find this thing that I do valuable. But what really captures people is when you use the words that they would use. So I always tell my clients when they ask me that question, I say, what do your clients, what do they say when you have that first meeting with them before they buy from you and you, you ask them about what's going on and they tell you about their problems or about what they want? What do they say? What words do they say? So my coaches will say, well, people tell me that they're stuck. They're, they tell me that they're lazy and they procrastinate and they don't get stuff done and, you know, that they're not reaching their goals because they don't have somebody pushing them or something like that. It's like, that's what people say. So I'm like, okay, great. That's what you put on your website because I've had people tell this to my face. They'll say, wow, Patty, I, you know, I read that article that you wrote and it was like you were inside my head. And it's like, that's the goal is to get inside their heads and then put that on your website. So when they go and they look at it, they go, Wow. She's inside my head. She's saying exactly the things that I'm thinking. She can describe my problem better than I can describe it. And when you can do that, then people automatically assume that you can help them because you understand. It's empathy, really, is what it is. It's understanding what the problem is, understanding what people want, and just using their words back. It's easy in some ways. <laughs> it's it's, really it's, it sounds like to me that you're speaking mind tricks here, you know? And while you're talking to, about this, you know, I'm always about business and I'm thinking about life because I'm like, you can do the same thing in life because I always say to individuals, it's not what you say is how you say it. So even in your conversations, let's say with your significant other or your children or whatever, you can do the same thing. You're really, in essence, speaking their language. Yeah, absolutely. And you're showing them that you understand them. 
you know, you're speaking to what it is that they want. Because, you know, I, I work with a lot of life coaches, a lot of uh, wellness practitioners, those kinds of people. And it's like, people don't want sessions. They won't, don't want to pay a lot of money for questions. Nobody is jumping up and down saying, would you please put some needles in my body in certain spaces? You know, it's like, that's not what they're wanting. They, they want the outcome of having that. They want the outcome of the coaching. They want the outcome of the acupuncture. It's, it's so you speak to that. It's like, I'm in pain and I want to feel better. I'm stuck. I want to actually achieve my goals. I don't know what I want in life. I need to find my purpose. And it's like, okay, well, we help you do that. So how you do something is terribly interesting to you. Anyone I talk to and ask them what they do, they're happy to tell me about all these training certifications that they've taken and about the modalities that they use and about how they do what they do and their secret seven step process and all of that. Like we all love the stuff that we do. The clients don't actually care about that maybe not even ever, but they certainly don't care about how you do something until they know that you can help them with whatever it is, you know, help them solve a problem or help them get something they want. Now, do you think that one strategy, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, or you can tell us the strategies, would be to begin with the end in mind, like what the result is that your client or whomever uh, you want to work with wants, and then work backwards from that? Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good way to put it too, is that whole beginning with, with the end in mind and, and speaking to the result. And this partially depends on who your clients are. Some people are very problem oriented and they complain a lot and what they see is problems. So then I suggest that if your clients are like that, if what you get from them are complaints, I feel tired, I feel sluggish, I feel like crap. Like if that's what they're saying to you, then, then you need to talk about how they're feeling now before you talk about how they could feel. But if they're saying, you know what, I, you know, I, I really want to live my life purpose. I want to discover what it is that I'm doing. I want to achieve my potential. You know, I want to reduce the time for my 10K or whatever. It's like, if they're seeing something like the future benefit they want, you know, I, you know, I want to look great and feel good and I want to compete in the bodybuilding contest or whatever. It's like, if that's what they're saying, then you lead with that. So a lot of that depends on your clients. And to play it safe, I usually suggest that we talk about both. We talk about, you know, how it feels to be stuck and where you are right now and what it is that you ultimately want. It's like, what is that result? You know, what, what goal am I helping you get towards? Yeah, yeah, that's great. I know one of the areas that you focus on, which I know when someone goes into business, is what they want. <laughs> when, you, when I talk to my clients or if I'm inside of our group and, and anyone who's listening know that Patty's inside of the Faces of Collaboration group as well. So we're all in there, solopreneurs who've been on the show and we're excited to help you move forward in whatever area of business or in life that you want to be. But individuals want more customers and more yes. clients. So I know that you kind of master in that. So how would an individual go about getting more clients? They have the brand messaging, they're speaking to the client. How would they go about doing that? The first question is to figure out, okay, where are they? Like when you know who they are, it's like, where are they? Where are they gathering? Where would be a good place to advertise to get them? What would be the kinds of events that you would attend if you're going to you know, do some even online networking, but I'm thinking like offline networking, attending events. It's like, where would your clients 
go? Where are they already? And what other businesses can you collaborate with that will put you in front of those clients? A few years ago, I was working with a, um, uh, like a nutritionist, somebody who did health coaching around nutrition. And um, she was trying to find clients at business networking events and it wasn't working out. And then I'm like, okay, so who are your ideal clients? Who are the ones that keep coming back? Like the ones that make really great clients. What, who are they? What are they like? And she ex described them as health nuts. That was the, the term she used. And I said, okay, so where do they shop? What do they do? And she said, well, they shop in health food stores and they attend yoga classes and they go to the gym. And it's like, okay. Those are the businesses that you want to team up with. How can you collaborate with a health food store to get your information into the hands of the people who shop there? Because they're the ones who are most likely to become your clients. So it's thinking about that way. It's like, where do you find these people and how do you, how do you collaborate? And um, that often works, it works both ways. She can give nutrition advice about, you know, here's, here's what you need to eat and these are the supplements you need to take. And the health food store over there, they carry all this stuff, you know, tell them I sent, I, that I sent you. So, you know, there's that opportunity to send business back and forth. You know, same thing for advertising. It's like, you know, what do they read? Where are they? What groups are they involved in on Facebook? What would they search? If you know, if they're going to type something into Google, what are they typing in? You know, if you're going to yeah. do some online advertising, that kind of Go where they are and hang out with them, right? <laughs> Go where they are and hang out with them and hang out with the other people who also serve the same group. You're not competitors necessarily. Yeah. But you work with the same kinds of people. So that makes a great opportunity to collaborate. You know, get three or four people together who work with the same audience and put an event together. Uh, do a little mini expo or do an online summit or something like that where you have multiple speakers all speaking to the same kinds of people. It can often be a lot easier to fill an event when you've got people. Oh yeah. It. It's a lot easier when you're collaborating and you bring individuals together, believe me. And I'm always like, how many people can I bring together to be able to help me to get to this one goal? You know, if you all have the same goal in mind, you don't have to be by yourself to get to that goal. You can absolutely have more than one person helping out to get to the end, as I say, result, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I had a group of clients put together a mini health expo. None of them had a, like a big list of, of people that they knew. Like each person could bring five, maybe 10 people into a room. But when you put six people together that can each bring in 10 people, you have a crowd of 50 instead of doing your own thing with five people. And there's more excitement. And, you know, there's a little bit more energy around it. You know, it doesn't even have to be, you know, we often think of these things on a big scale. I'm going to put on a conference. I'm going to have hundreds of people. It's like, you can do it in a room in the library with 20 people. It's like starting small is fine. Absolutely. So Patty, tell us or share with us, what has been one of your biggest struggles with really getting to where you are right now? Probably the fact that I am an idea generator. <laughs> I'm always have something new and shiny that I want to chase down. I'm not the world's best person at being consistent and about showing up every day, doing the same things, maintaining a consistent presence. That's been my biggest struggle is I have a tendency to get a new idea and to change everything and go chasing off after that. And honestly, it's like, 
a certain amount of evolving your business is a good thing. Completely tearing it down and reimagining it every six or eight months is not. Highly not recommended. <laughs> so yeah. That's, yeah. That's been a huge piece of it. And the other piece is I am very introverted by nature. That's my personality type. And introverts are great. I think we are awesome and everything. But um, showing up, being seen, putting myself out there is not something that I'm comfortable with. So that's something I really have had to work on in the past. And I continue to have to work on. (laughs) Yeah. But you know what you're doing is as long as you're always pushing yourself outside of that comfort zone to really do it. It makes it a little bit easier. <laughs> it, makes it, it makes it a lot easier. I learned a long time ago that when we're afraid of something, by doing that thing, we get past that fear. And I was terrified, terrified of public speaking. 25 years ago, if you would have said, hey, Patty, you know, one day you're going to be comfortable stepping out in front of a group of people and giving a presentation, I'd be like, you got to be kidding. Like, I, I would sooner have died than talk to a group of people. But once I learned how to do it, I did get to the place where now I love talking to a group. I like public speaking. Yay. But it was terrifying the first time I did it. Showing up on Facebook live was terrifying the first time I did it. First time I showed up on video on one of these zoom things was terrifying. And it's just now it's like, oh yeah, we talk on zoom. (laughs) Yeah. And what we talked about a little bit before we hopped on the call, it's just the unknown. And the unknown is really nothing because once you do it, it's like, it's great. And, and listeners, you'll, you'll laugh about this. And I was telling Patty, like, I freak every time I get on for a Facebook live. I don't know what it is with me. However, once I do it afterwards, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was so easy and so much quicker for me to get my message out. But if you put me on stage, I can talk to you all day. I can light up the crowd. We can just blow the roof off. Or if I'm like this, talking with someone on a video is a lot easier, but it's something about the lives. But as long as you are, as Patty and I said, stepping out, knowing that that fear is really nothing, it's the fear of the unknown, then it does get a lot easier. So Patty, what would you recommend to a listener who may be, let's say, in a nine to five, or they may be there in a nine to five and they're doing like a side gig or side business? What would you recommend to them for being able to get out there and really start something of their own? I would say to start developing um, a body of work sooner rather than later. So start um, writing articles or creating video or, you know, developing information designed to help people to start building up your website presence, building up your social media platforms, that kind of stuff, getting your, your expertise out there. I highly, highly, highly recommend taking up public speaking. And if you're scared of it, find the Toastmasters Club, join it. It's fun. You'll get over it. You'll build confidence. You'll also build yourself a network because there are a lot of nice people in Toastmasters and a lot of go-getters. So start developing that confidence and those skills. Learn something about business and marketing before you quit your day job. Um, I can give a book recommendation. Well, you can read my book, but uh, Michael Port's book, <laughs> Book Yourself Solid, is a fantastic book to read about um, how to start a, a solo entrepreneur service kind of kind of a business. Very down to earth, realistic advice. But yeah, well, I'm not going to let you minimize yourself by not telling <laughs> us your book. So please tell us your book too. <laughs> yes, and I wrote a book called The U-shaped Business, which. Um, covers that kind of ground for self-employment. 
my book is, is geared towards people who really, really, really want to do the thing that they want to do. Like they have a creative idea. They want to do things in their way. It's not just, it's not evaluating which business is going to make the most money. Oh, it's, it's going to be pet grooming. Well, I'm going to go into pet grooming. I'm a coach and I'm going to coach people. And I'm going to do a business coaching and I don't care if it's the hardest decision. That's what I need to do to be me and live my purpose. My book is for you. If you're that coach, if it's, you know, dog grooming makes more sense. You can just get regular kind of business book and you don't have to do mine because mine is specifically for us who are creative and want to do our own thing. So yes. And I've, I've designed it to be kind of a step-by-step guide of how to, um, how to figure out the marketing more than anything else. Cause that's the thing that, that trips everybody up. You can't have a business unless you can get clients. So you need to know how to put yourself out there, how to talk to strangers and move them into becoming paying clients. You need to learn those skills. Super, 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 important. super important. That is the truth. If you don't have a great marketing plan that is effective, then what all you do out here and all that work you put in will not go anywhere. <laughs> it can take longer than you might expect. So like, you know, like you said about doing a side hustle, having your, keeping your day job is really, really, really smart so that you don't put um, undue financial pressure on your business when you're just starting out. Yeah. So Patty, If the listeners wanted to connect with you further, how could they go about finding you? They can find me at pattyk.com, P-A-T-T-Y-K.com. She keeps it easy and I will link all of that in the show notes. So Patty, the next part of the episode, I like to get into what I call personality, (laughs) personality questions, bring out a little bit more of you. So the first question for you is, where were you born? Like, what's the furthest city that you've traveled to from where, from your birthplace? I was born in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, which is in the center of Canada and is known for very cold winters. <laughs> Winterpeg, Manitoba, um, <laughs> how we're being yeah. described. And uh, the furthest place I've been from there would be La Paz, Mexico. Yeah. Was even. it fun when you went? It was terrifying. My husband and I decided to take a sailing adventure and we sailed from San Diego to La Paz after six days of sailing lessons. God. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like no one died. (laughs) That was the outcome. (laughs) (laughs) That's an adventure. I would say definitely an adventure that you took apart or you added to your memories. (laughs) So if you could go back and talk to your 10-year-old self, what would you tell yourself about life? Oh, wow. What would I tell myself about life? Oh, I would say that it's okay to be you. You know, I would say that, you know, not everybody is going to like you and that's okay, but you don't have to change yourself to be somebody that you're not in order to get approval. You're here for a reason. You're here for a purpose and you are the way you are because that's how you're meant to be. And there's a place for you in the world. (laughs) Yeah. Embrace it. I love it. I love it. Now this next one's fun. If you could be any animal in the world, what animal would you be and why? I think I would be my dog Brody. (laughs) He is pampered and loved and looked after and he gets to nap several times a day. He never worries about anything. Oh, that's the life, right? Just that's like the kid. life, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's got like six beds. 
Yeah. Okay. So the last one is tell me or tell us a little bit more of the story behind your name. My name. And the last name, maybe you're not, you're not saying the last name because I couldn't even say it. It's hard to say. So you've shortened yeah. It. <laughs> it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's a divorce thing. <laughs> what it is really is the name is difficult to pronounce and difficult to spell. And it does belong to an ex from some time ago. I just never changed my name because I have a website domain, which is pattyk.com, which is six letters, which is awesome. Wow. Um, easy to remember. So it's just, it's just become my branding to go by Patty K. And in fact, my own last name feels weird to me. I never use it unless it's a legal document. I'm Patty K. That's yeah. how I introduce myself. It's how I sign my name. It's just who I am. I'm not trying to hide anything. Yeah. Facebook has my legal name. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook will only allow you to get your legal name. So you exactly. know what? You kept it easy for us because I wouldn't be able to say it. And I don't think anyone else either. And if it calls confusion, you have to spell it every time. And exactly. then you're so, so Patty Kate, just keeping it simple and easy. Exactly. <laughs> LinkedIn let me have Patty Kate. It's like LinkedIn let me have it. <laughs> <laughs> and now everybody runs to LinkedIn. <laughs> well, Patty, it's been absolutely a pleasure to have you here with us on the show. And everyone know that everything that we've talked about, if it was something that we need to connect, I will link all of that in the show notes. And we've enjoyed having you here and you giving us your ears to take a listen on uh, our show today. So remember to stand out, be you, and that you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be you. Until next time, chat soon.